0: This is Sode number 144. The Chuck Cecil flipping off the opposing team on the sideline of Sodes. Chuck Cecil, Titans
2: legend. Never forget yeah.
0: Chuck Cecil. Yeah, wow. Pull that one out of uh, the memory banks right there. That one comes via Anthony Lehman at Anthony38023 on Twitter. Thank you, Anthony. For that submission, Uh, if you want to submit a so title for next week, just tweet at us with something obscure about the Titans and we'll name the so that and of course, give you the credit like we did for Anthony Lehman, the Chuck Cecil flipping off the opposing team on the sideline of SODs. And speaking of flipping people off, uh, I this this might actually be the flipping off uh, opposing team on the sideline of Sodes, this very well could be the laying off of people on your own sideline of Sodes. I think you know where we're going with this. We, Jack and I had an entire episode planned out and ready to go, and literally probably an hour before we were scheduled to record news breaks of John Robinson's firing. So we're going to hit that from all angles. Our good, good friend and uncle, Uncle Brent Doherty is going to join us. Love, Brent always brings the energy when he comes on so you know he's going to be fired up and ready to go and we're 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 getting him right before his radio show so you know he's going to be coming out guns blazing ready to ready to go and rant about uh John Robinson getting the axe with the Titans but before we get into all of that let's first get a word from our friends at Relax the Back Relax the
2: back. Look, guys, if you've got tight backs, if you're dealing with stress, if you don't know where your next GM is going to come from, Relax the Back is the place for you to get it all right. Relax the Back team sets out every day to help people in the Nashville area work better, Todd Downing, live better, and feel better every (laughs) single day. So if you're like me and you struggle with insomnia and posture issues, this is the place for you. They've got a variety of chairs that combat neck and back pain for those of us who are sitting all day at work, Punched over, looking at analytics, looking at who to draft, who to hire, maybe Amy Adams Strunk. Um, so they've also <laughs> got Technogel and temperpedic pillows and mattresses to help maximize your sleep every night. You need those eight hours. Relax the back will help you wake up and feel great every day. So go check them out. They're located at 2020 Glen Echo Road in Nashville, Tennessee. It's right across the road from the Green Hills Regal Movie Theater over by Hillsboro High School. You Nashvilleians know what I'm talking about. If you don't live here and you're not able to get them, in person you can still check them out online at storesrelaxedtobackcom slash nashville it's the perfect christmas present for a loved one who struggles with these issues so if you're able to go in and you're able to see glenn make sure to tell him that a to z sports sent you
0: and with all that said let's talk tight
1: It's rolling around the fence, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when
0: I'm sucking cold What is up, Flameheads? Welcome to the Titan Up Podcast. Today is D Henber 7th, 2022. And Jack and I had an entire episode planned out to rant about the Titans' uh, piss poor performance against the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday. Like Amy Adams Strunk does with general managers, we decided to kick all of those plans to the curb (laughs) and go right in to this news that literally just came out for us. uh, Obviously, we record this episode on Tuesdays. This news just came out. So you were getting Jack and I's instant raw reactions. Jack, I don't know about you, but I've like just been able to jot down a few notes since this has gone down. But I, I felt like, we needed to, instead of delaying the podcast record, just get our first initial thoughts and reactions out. And of course, a little bit later, we're going to be joined by Brent Doherty. and you know he's going to have some thoughts. Uh, but, but Jack, my goodness, I guess let's let's start here. Let's start with the, um, I guess the the uh, statement that Amy Adams Strunk put out with the firing of John Robinson. <laughs> Man, it's so weird. I, I actually no. Before we get to the statement, let's first just initial reactions when you first saw this news go down.
2: So I, I was surprised, like definitely surprised, right? Because of all the people that need to be fired ahead of John Robinson, it's it's it was crazy that he was the first to go, right? And in the middle of the season, but you know, on the other side of things, I guess I get it. If there's one position you can kind of open up in the middle of the season after the trade deadline. With the draft coming up on the horizon, these interviews are starting right. to start with these coaching staffs in college. It's probably the GM, right? Todd Downing, sure, he deserves to be fired, but how do you kind of go from Todd Downing system well, to a new system in the middle of the season?
0: Yeah. And we all kind of knew that Todd Downing getting fired in season isn't happening. Mm-hmm. I, I very I I wholeheartedly believe that at the end of the season, that will be one of the first coaching moves that the Titans make is he will be he will be relieved of his duties of if not offensive coordinator then then his like if if he's not demoted from offensive coordinator he I could very well see him being let go he will not
2: be with the Titans next season I feel very strongly about that
0: but you bring up a good point of yeah once the trade deadline is over in season the general manager's moves is just kind of sit back and watch for the most part. I mean, I know there's day-to-day obligations and things like that, and there's scouting, and uh, you're already looking ahead to next year in terms of college athletes. But, I mean, this is the time to make the move if you are planning on making a move at general manager if because you're getting a head start on other teams. It's kind of like how in college you see teams making – firings sooner and sooner like Scott Frost with Nebraska comes to mind. He was fired very early on in the season. So that way Nebraska could kind of get a jump start on other teams to make that higher. I don't know where the Titans go from here. I think when this move first came down, I was shocked. I did not see this coming. I honestly I didn't see it coming after the season either. I in J Rob we trust. I thought that was always the mantra. Yeah, he's had some boneheaded Decisions and some frustrating moves, and we'll never get over the AJ Brown trade. But I always just assumed, like, okay, well, yeah, every GM has dumb moves, has dumb trades, has issues and problems. I just, I think my mind went from, oh, wow. And then, okay, the Titans are not messing around. Then my thought went, was there a scandal was he was he drinking on an airplane like what like what <laughs> was there something below there that we don't know that just hasn't come out yet and then I just started thinking like I guess man I guess the Titans mean business and then reading Amy Adams statement told me oh yeah that team mom. Ain't messing around
2: real quick before you read that statement. Were you like me in that you were surprised, but like you weren't like upset with the decision. You're kind of like, OK, I get it. I
0: well, I did go through a period of like, why, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this now? Because to me, a GM is a very, very important person position in terms of success of a football franchise, a very important position. And uh, obviously being here in Chicago, I think that weighs heavier on me because I just saw the Bears get out of a relationship with a GM who was terrible in Ryan Pace. And, And he made some decisions that affected the Bears monumentally from the drafting Mitch Trubisky to letting Patrick Mahomes get like like little things like that, where it was just huge movements. So firing John Robinson, who wasn't a bad GM, he made bad. There were some bad decisions. There were bad mistakes. Every GM has those. He wasn't a bad GM. He wasn't awful. Trust me. Look around the NFL. You will find awful GMs. He wasn't a bad one. He wasn't a great one. He probably wasn't the GM to get the Titans over that hump, but it worries me starting over from scratch with a GM. It worries me because you can very easily miss on that hire and put your entire organization in turmoil.
2: Here's the thing. I agree with you and we're going to get to a couple of the guys the Titans have in house, which I will, I believe will be, um, you know, very strong candidates for this job. Ryan Cowden obviously steps in. As the interim GM, while Amy Adams Strunk and the Titans brass kind of sort this thing out. But you're right. Like, I, I think John Robinson was an above average GM. I just think his biggest misses came in a time where he couldn't afford to miss big. Like the Isaiah Wilson, the Caleb Farley, the Dylan Raidens trading a second and a fourth for Julio Jones, trading AJ Brown, you know, paying Bud Dupree all this money and their return. You know, when he's on the field, he, he he's an impact player, but he's not on the field all that often. Darren right. Evans, I mean, there's just, in the last three years, he's made some monumental mistakes, and that's when the Titans Super Bowl window was open. He sat on his hands this offseason. He sat on his hands at the trade deadline. You go up to Philadelphia. A.J. Brown destroys you. That's the Ugh. straw that broke the camel's back. And, you know, the Titans have have been in this gauntlet where they played the Eagles, the Bengals, the Chiefs. Earlier in the season, they played the Bills. I, I, I kind of liken it to... Amy Adams Strunk being out with um, her son, John Robinson, right? Her son, John Robinson, in the backseat of the car, wanting to pick up food on the way home. Amy Adams Strunk says, we've got food at home. The food at home, though, is three-day-old chicken. And sure, you've made some yeah. p- meals out of this three-day-old chicken before, but every time you open it up, you wonder if it has a smell. And you're passing restaurants <laughs> in Philadelphia, like Bourbon Steak, Jimmy Kelly's, Char, Jeff Ruby Steakhouse, all these awesome places with great management. And you look at home, and you look in your fridge, and it's that three-day-old chicken. It's kind of soured. It's gone yeah. bad.
0: Right. Yeah. Like the home recipes can can sometimes be hit big, but a lot of times they underwhelm compared to the other. Yeah, the other uh, restaurant chef contr- prepared meals Amy that Adam you see Strunk, other teams have. Amy Adams, shrunk and
2: Mike Vrabel. Because I assume that Mike Vrabel. You know, I, I I don't see Mike Vrabel as the guy going up to Amy Adams and say, hey, we got to get rid of this guy. That's just not who Vrabel is. Well,
0: well, with the early reports that people are seeing that John Robinson will have uh, more control in terms of Mike Vrabel, Vrabel player Mike Vrabel. or Vrabel, Vrabel. Yeah, 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 Vrabel will have more control over player personnel moving forward. And that paired with his reaction to the A.J. Brown trade. The, remember the video that went viral shortly after uh, A.J. Brown was traded on draft night? And Vrabel you got up,
2: walked around the room, threw his hands on his head, like just your your body language was awful.
0: Vrabel has proven himself that he can coach with anyone in the league. He can coach with anyone, but this player personnel, like the 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 roster construction, just hasn't been there. He hasn't had many pieces to work with. Which to Vrabel's credit, he's been able to find success with these crap rosters. But let me read this statement and let me let me point out the the thing that pointed out the most to me in this statement, but Amy Adams Trunk said since becoming controlling owner in 2015, my goal has been to raise the standard for what is expected in all facets of our organization. I believe we have made significant progress both on and off the field through investments in leadership personnel and new ideas. This progress includes the core of our business, the football team itself, which is regularly evaluated by Results, wins and losses, and team construction slash roster building. Uh, I am proud of what we have accomplished in my eight seasons of ownership, but I believe there is more to be done and higher aspirations to be met. I want to thank John for his dedication, dedicated work to set this organization on an upward trajectory, and I wish him and his family the best, okay? My first initial reaction to reading that was, oh, damn, Miss Amy ain't messing around. Dude, Miss, and and I tweeted this, but she may give off like president of the PTA vibes, but she will cut a bitch. She will go (laughs) out. She will slit your tires if you cross her children. And she wasn't messing around with John Robinson. Like I like this to me sends shockwaves throughout the entire building of we we demand better. This should be as Nashville is rising to become a a city of destination. A, a place, a destination point for America where people want to visit the, she wants the Titans to be right there. She wants the Titans to be looked at across the entire NFL as a team to be messed with. Okay. And, th- and she's not getting that. She's not seeing that right now. Obviously she's starting to see that dwindle away as we all are. Remember I, I ranted last week. I, I, I blogged this week about how the Titans are wasting Derrick Henry's prime. I am. I like, Amy Adams Strunk is seeing that and saying, okay, I need to make changes. And this to me, if this doesn't send a message to everyone in the Titans organization, I don't know what will, because John Robinson seemed like a main man. He seemed like it was Amy Adams Strunk, John Robinson and Mike Vrabel were the three untouchables in this organization. And clearly one of those is now gone. The second thing that I took away from that statement was the words team construction slash roster building. Jack, This team has to be one of the thinnest rosters in the NFL. That was proven. That was proven last year when they went through all those injuries. And it was proven this year where it like someone goes down, take Taylor Lewan. Look at the residual effects that Taylor Lewan's injury has proven for this team. We are now putting all of our hope and faith and our quarterback's backside into a man named Dennis. (laughs) <laughs> Dennis
2: Daly, who's given up 36 pressures on the season and three sacks again um, in, in the game against he, the Eagles. He, he's he's given up nine style. on the
0: season, which leads the NFL. Yeah, he is. He's a turnstile. Well, no, no, no. That's disrespectful to turnstiles because at least they have bars that make you, like, can stop there people some, from going through. Yeah, there's
2: some work to be done in the turnstiles. I agree. But it's it's unacceptable. And the Titans, once again, are, you know, so I think second in the league in the amount of players used trailing only the Arizona Cardinals. I believe the Titans are somewhere in the mid seventies and that number is probably going to rise this week with Cody Hollister going down, it, Traylon Burks getting that concussion. Um, Christian it, just, goes
0: down again. And, and let's, let's let all those injuries that we were just talking about, let, let's, let's look at like, who's next in line. And that's kind of my point where this, this roster is paper thin. If anyone gets hurt, we're looking to uh scraping the bottom of the barrel of practice squads around the league to replace the guys uh, like like John Robinson w- w- had a knack for instead of going out and signing like like take for example obviously they don't need a quarterback but Baker Baker Mayfield okay Baker Mayfield gets cut by the Panthers yesterday instead of the Titans like if they were in the realm for a quarterback the Titans wouldn't necessarily put a waiver claim on on a Baker Mayfield No, they would then go search the practice squads of every team and try and get a guy that way. And that's what they've done. That's what they've tried to done a lot of patchwork with this offensive line. Uh, They've tried to do it on the defensive line. And it's just, that's not a, a, a recipe for success in my opinion. Like I, John Robinson will put on his finest scuba gear and go into the marina and try and scrape the barnacles off the sides of boats and then throw them in a pot and then be surprised when those barnacles don't taste like s cargo. <laughs> He's like, "What? Wait, hold on. This is Why isn't this taste good? <laughs> it's like John, you scrape barnacles off the side of a boat, dude. There's a difference between the fine seafood dining and the little like glorified seaweed that's attached to to sailboats, dude.
2: I think that." There is a
0: huge difference
2: in between what Robinson was supposed to do and what other GMs who are contending for a Super Bowl this year have done, right? Howie Roseman in Philadelphia. I'm going to stay in Philadelphia uh, because I think that that's that's like that's the dream. That's optimum success, right? How Philadelphia has brought in players and has built a roster that's capable of winning the Super Bowl and really capable of winning fifteen damn games in the regular season. Jordan Davis, first round defensive tackle. Huge part of their run stopping game. He goes down. What does Roseman do? Instead of sitting on his hands, instead of elevating a guy from the practice squad or go, you know, finding some guy on uh, the Houston Texans practice squad, he signs not only Linval Joseph, who's a Pro Bowler in his own right, but and Sue. And keep in mind yeah. that this Jordan Davis injury was just a two week injury. Okay, he did all of that when Jordan Davis went down. He's serious about winning a Super Bowl. J- Jalen Hurts last season struggled as a passer. He trades for A.J. Brown. The, the defense, he brings in C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who leads the NFL in interceptions. He's got James Bradbury and Darius Slay playing cornerback. That's a GM who's serious about winning a Super Bowl. John Robinson, right. he built the core, right? But he, he planted the tree. The, the, the branches that grew off it were just were too thin. They they couldn't hold up over time. And that's why John Re- John Robinson's tree is beginning to fall. He, the, the core was in place. But he hasn't done anything outside of that. Lucas Panzica, Uncle Lucas on Buck, the Buck Rising Show, said it beautifully today. John Robinson built it, but he didn't sustain it.
0: Yeah, no, it's a great point. It's a great point. And to me, uh, I Jack as 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 you know, and I, I don't know how many of our listeners know, I'm a huge baseball fan. Okay, it's 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 like one A one B baseball and football, are my two favorite sports. Okay, it's hard for me to choose a, a favorite between the two. I love baseball. The Titans have uh, developed an identity that has re- reminded me a lot of the St. Louis Cardinals. And I don't know how many, I, I do know there are a lot of Nashvilleians who love the Cardinals, a lot of Card- Titans fans that love the Cardinals. The Titans have, have have come across over the last couple of years as a St. Louis Cardinals, like the St. Louis Cardinals of football, if you will not to be mistaken with the actual St. Louis Cardinals of football from years ago. Now the Arizona Cardinals, uh, I feel like the Titans have developed, and we've talked about this a little bit on this, on this show where the Titans have developed this, um, the Titans way, almost, you know, like kind of like the Cardinals way where the Cardinals only go out and sign guys who they feel like fit the Cardinal way. You will never see the Cardinals go out and get like a Yasiel Puig or a Fernando Tatis because they just don't fit the Cardinal way. Okay. To me, that's absurd. It's ridiculous, especially for a franchise like the Cardinals who have such a huge fan base and make so much money annually, they just never go out and spend it. Instead, they try and get like guys like Tommy Edman and uh, you know, like Nolan Gorman from their farm system. And they try and develop their own. I feel like there's a lot of that with the Titans. And I mean, you could take the, you could take the St. Louis Cardinals and Tennessee Titans comparisons even deeper where they have success every year. They benefit a, a large majority of that success because their division absolutely sucks, <laughs> but you consistently see them in the playoffs. But they've at least in the last ten years for the Cardinals uh, over ten years now, they've failed to make it over that hump. They failed to make it to that championship level con- contention.
2: It's all about and the being,
0: are that way as well.
2: It's all about being the last man standing at the end of the day, and I do appreciate. Amy Adams Strunk, who has an iron spine for making this decision. I mean, what a backbone Amy Adams Strunk has. She says that, hey, you know what? We're not satisfied with winning the AFC South three years in a row because it's it's not a strong division, and we're not really making that much noise in the playoffs. Let's set the standard for the Super Bowl. And John Robinson wasn't meeting that standard over the last few years. I'm going to tell you on the backside of this Brent interview um, that we have coming up here, why the Titans are going to be fine going forward, why there are people that the Titans can rely on to fill Robinson's shoes and not just fill them, but I think can go over the top and get the Titans to where they need to be in the next few years.
0: Before we get to Brent Doherty, let's first get a word from our friends at BetMGM. BetMGM, for all of
2: you guys who don't have a sportsbook or don't like the sportsbook you want, trust me when I say that BetMGM is the king of sports books. It's the most easy-to-navigate it's the sports book for you. Download the BetMGM app and use promo code A to Z Sports A T O Z Sports and get a risk free bet up to one thousand dollars to bet on pro football. Whatever you want, you want to bet against the Titans, which has been a you know a popular trend lately. Um, you want to, you want to bet on the Titans? It is Jacksonville week. If there's ever a slump buster, it's definitely the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's up to you. A risk free bet up to one thousand dollars on BetMGM with promo code A to Z Sports. That's A T O Z Sports. Visit bedmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus, Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non withdrawable free bets, or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support. Call the Tennessee Red Line at 800 889 9789. Now let's get the on it! But I got this fool in my cup. Nice, it's getting started. I'm already down
0: in my pocket my wallet missing, boy up okay let's go now to one of our favorite uncles that we haven't had on in a while uh but a a guy that we absolutely love and respect the hell out of uh he you know him as the host of 3hl alongside Don Davenport and Ron slay on 1045 the zone the flagship for your t- tennessee titans he is mr brent doherty hey uh brent how are you today man
1: i'm good man uh i I will have to tell you on the front end i had a little dental work done this morning and i'm not fully like outside of the novocaine world um so (laughs) perfect if i just start start slobbering down the side of my cheek or my chin it's not because i'm in love with you guys it's just because uh i can't control certain things in my body right now
0: and now my question to you, you're a radio host, obviously, and and been doing it uh, for many years, a uh, very uh, successful career and and a show that's always at the top of the ratings. Uh, I got to ask you, is, I, is there like, what do we even talk about today? Honestly, I don't know. Like, it's just feels like well, the content cupboard is bare.
1: It's funny, man. I got out of the dentist and uh, uh, <laughs> my program director, Paul Mason, um, texted me and he's like, well, I guess the show's done today. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, what happened? you talking about him did, and Hunter not getting invited to New York. Yeah, we'll hit that. Uh, he was like, no, John Robinson just got fired. I'm like, oh my God.
0: Did you feel like you were still on Novocaine when you got that news?
1: I don't know. I was on nitrous and all that stuff. So, you know, there's- <laughs> there's no telling what you hear and what you perceive and what's real and what's not real. So I don't know. I, I, I didn't want to text J Rob and be like, Hey man, uh, did you get fired? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 Do you, so, so do you remember, do you remember in like the dark days of Titans content when like we were scraping the bottom of the barrel with, uh, a photo of Ryan Tannehill going deep sea fishing for a <laughs> Celsius ad. Do you remember like when that was like, we are like, Oh, this is content. Like, no, no, no. no. I
1: I mean, I celsius i'm glad you just mentioned that because i'm gonna go get one while we're sitting here i, I had but one uh, today in, in honor of uh in
0: honor of right <laughs> daniel
1: yeah i i don't know i mean like what was he even doing was he like i don't remember was he docked or was he out like fishing for marlin because listen man it's funny like football dudes love going fishing for marlin i don't know what it is i think it's like the danger of it and for those that don't know like when you're fishing for marlin number one they have a big old pole at the end of their mouth right like that they literally try to jump in your boat and stab <laughs> you, <laughs> like that is a real thing. Yeah, we talk to SEC coaches at media days all the time. Like they all love going do that, going to do that. Brett Bielema had a story about like a, a Marlon jumping in trying to attack him. I don't know where we got on this, but maybe Celsius yeah. helps with all that.
0: I don't I, know. Who, uh, Greg McElroy uh, tried to uh, hump a dead shark at one point, naked. So you know, allegedly, of course
2: that was uh that that, that was, that McElwain. was McElroy. McElwain.
0: McElwain 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 sorry Greg no. McElroy I uh <laughs> Greg McElwain
2: <laughs> listen I'm just slandering
0: everyone's just catching,
1: name here just catching strays right here on the podcast here's the <laughs> thing though Tannehill could dodge the the Marlin jumping in the boat because he's so experienced with having to like move around and shake and stuff for his life with Daly at left tackle my god that guy's a turnstile <laughs> Jeez, you literally could have like somebody, my buddy Blake Krieger texted me. He's like, literally, could you just put Hilliard at running back and Derrick Henry at left tackle? You might do better. <laughs> Honestly, I'm glad, glad
2: really used, nice. the, I'm glad you use the word turnstile. That's exactly what I said like five minutes ago. It and Austin said uh, that's giving Dennis Daly too much, too much credit because at least a turnstile has a bar there to stop you. Dennis Daly, yeah.
1: One of those rotating doors at, at uh hotels where you're always scared about like, do I go now? Do I go now? And then when you're coming out, it actually like spits you out faster than when you got in it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's, what happens no, with Daly. It's it, Like the really fancy hotels with the with the rotating doors that yeah. the ones that are electronic yeah, that are just top. constantly moving whether you want to be moved or not. That yeah. is Dennis Daly.
1: That is Dennis Daly. And now you've got a quarterback who's got two bad ankles. Mm. Good great. What are we doing over there?
2: The Titans can't catch a break, but hey.
1: Literally, Matt Thompson, who's one of the equipment guys at the Titans, he's been there forever.
0: He can play left tackle better than (laughs) daily. Wait, Brett, Don't your your son plays offensive line? He, he's at MTSU now. Is yeah, there but any he plays guard. He can... I
1: don't know if he can move outside and play. In he's a, oh that guy. Yeah, my oldest we'll plays t- long snapper. I don't know if he can play. <laughs> we'll take Our him. Sixth grader plays guard though. I think he can move outside and do better.
0: <laughs> we'll we'll honestly we'll take whatever we can get at this point. See if they can if they can just uh, throw away their eligibility and just come join the Titans today.
1: Yeah. Well, I thought when you were talking about. Um, Titans content. You were talking about the two years prior to John Robinson coming over there where they were <laughs> five and 27 people forget about that. Like right. everybody wants to just throw John Robinson onto like the landfill dump and just burn him. But remember what they were before he got there.
0: Oh, for sure. And and they've been, they haven't had a losing season since he's come in. And I I feel like the way, and I tweeted this earlier, but I feel like John Robinson to me is The Marcus Mariota of GMs, where it should not be forgotten that this guy, he he had he did a lot of amazing things. He got the Titans out of a very, very dark place. But at the end of the day, his his weaknesses just glared a little bit more than his strengths. And he got to the got the Titans like he just didn't seem like he was the man to take them to that next step. And that's apparently the way Amy Adams felt as well.
1: Well, and that's the thing. Like, to me, like, I'm not surprised that he lost the war with Vrabel because that's how I view it. Vrabel won the war, right? I'm not surprised that J Rob ended up getting sacrificed, let's say, but I am surprised at the timing of this move because here's the thing like, Mike Vrabel for the rest of the season is going to have roster control, I guess, Mm -hmm. right? Like, so is it not challenging enough to coach this team? (laughs) Yeah. You want to add that responsibility in here? Man, I, I just I don't know how this is going to play out. It's just it's odd timing to me.
2: So you mentioned Mike Vrabel is going to
0: have this complete control, and who knows? I don't know.
1: I, I don't know. I just guess. Well,
2: well I, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah I mean, no, I mean, like I mean, but I think do. that's a that's an educated guess. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the way this is all looking.
2: So, what what do you think this looks like? heading into next year I know it's it's really early to ask that question considering it just happened a few hours ago but they promote Ryan Calden, who's been in the NFL for two decades been yeah. with the Titans for seven years do you think that he ultimately is the guy that sticks around or do you think that they look outside for the next GM
1: uh I think it's a um well I mean I guess it depends on the relationship that he and, and Mike Grable have and I've been asking around about that and haven't got a real real great answer um but uh yeah ryan Cal- here's the thing about ryan Calden. and i've met him a couple times and I, i've you know talked with him and, and I, i'll tell you this he is a smart guy there is no question like that dude is i mean he thinks quickly uh he communicates well um he's been in the league for a while he's been over there for a while and he keeps getting like gm sniffs every year you know like so it's going to happen for him I'm surprised it hasn't happened by now, but he was, he was the obvious guy to take over in an interim role, VP of player and personnel. And, and, uh, you know, so like, I mean, that's, that's the role you're in before you become a GM, so, or scouting director, you know, you, you've got to have that player personnel background. I just don't know how, how it's going to work because like, does Ryan Cowden want to have complete control over everything? My guess yeah. is if he wants to be a GM in the NFL then yeah he wants to be that dude right like can he be that dude here I don't know that remains to be seen just I think this is a fascinating little uh, little window into to where the Titans are and and I think that Vrabel kind of hinted us hinted to us all this week when he said you know we have to figure out who we are and mm, yeah. you know 2 days later here we go you know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I guess uh, that was an obvious question, and and now we're gonna find out. I guess you mentioned the,
2: the GM jobs that he's kind of yeah. sifted around. The Chiefs interviewed him in 2017. Washington yeah. had him in in 2021. He got the see. He was in for two interviews with the Steelers this past year, along with the Giants. And it's not just Cowden that's getting these looks. The new number two, Monty Austinfort, who has been the Titans' director of player personnel for the last three seasons. He got three GM interviews this past season, Bears, Vikings, and Giants. So they've got two guys that a lot of teams around the league have kind of been interested in, though they haven't quite landed the role. It, yeah. it, it for, To me, that kind of provides me with a sense of security, knowing that these guys that have been with the Titans for a few years, you know, at least have the experience. And it, it's it's always comforting when other teams are interested in guys, right? Because that, that, that makes, I don't know, that makes me just feel a little better when it comes to the Titans, you know, having to make this tough decision.
1: Yeah, uh, look, Calden, I think Calden uh, is going to be a very successful general manager in this league. Does does he get past this interim tag with the Titans? I don't know, um, because, you know, to me, like whenever you have a coach and GM thing, it's a power struggle, right? Like, and if somebody loses out on that, then they, you know, lost the war. And so I think Vrabel won the war here. Um, you're right it just happened so like our thoughts are really new about all of these things and I don't think anybody's surprised that John Robinson ends up out the door but I think uh where they are in the season first place in the AFC South 12 games in that's the surprising part to me so I, I'm curious to know like what what kind of the tipping point was you start looking at his draft picks and everybody wants to bitch about Isaiah Wilson and Dylan Raance and Kevin Dodd and picks like that and and I get it but if you look around the NFL, all general managers have picks like that like it's a complete crap shoot with some of these guys and and here's the other thing like how much how much input did Mike Vrabel have on some of these draft picks because from what I hear Mike Vrabel wanted Isaiah Wilson so you know everybody wants to throw you know stones at 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 Mike Vrabel for some of these picks but how much how much communication did Vrabel have how much say did he have in some of these picks You do look at some of the success stories, though. And you guys know me. I'm more of a positive thinker than than the other way. But you start looking at, like, Kevin Byard is an unbelievable success story for a general manager, right? Yeah. I think they're lucky in that he was right down the road. But that's a guy that wasn't invited to the combine. And they draft him in the third round. He turns into the best safety in the league. Derrick Henry, not a first-round pick. Harold Landry, great pick. Big Jeff, they took a chance on him. The second best defensive tackle in the league, uh, A.J. Brown. We saw what he did. And, and by the way, with A.J. Brown, maybe that was the tipping point.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe
1: that was the tipping point. Maybe organiza- organizationally people over there, and I'm just hypothesizing here. I, I don't know. But maybe some people wanted to figure out a way to keep A.J. Brown and and maybe J. Rob just couldn't figure out a way financially to make that happen. But when he put it on the Titans over the weekend, I don't think it's coincidence that, you know, three days later, the general manager has gone.
0: Yeah. If the Titans do hire internally uh, and promote from within. Look, all I'm saying is they do have a knack for promoting their tight ends coach. So what was that <laughs> Luke Steckle? I mean, could could get some looks. All I'm saying, keep keep an eye on uh, Luke Steckle as a name for the GM. Austin, the
1: people that you fall in love with <laughs> so random and out there, like I don't <laughs> I don't even know what to do with Luke Steckle. <laughs> I do like the McNair jersey on the back of your chair, though. That's pretty. Oh, cool. thank you, thank he, you. Rest he still talks.
2: Peace. He still talks about Tucker McCann. If that tells
0: you anything, Tucker um, McCann. Yeah. Uh, what 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 could have been, honestly? Yeah, <laughs> but it, for Rusty Robinson, Smith,
1: you still in with Rusty? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Alex Stanley maybe. Yeah. Alex Stanley, yeah. yeah. Zach Mettenberger, the Met Show. <laughs> oh my god, Uncle Zach Mettenberger. That dude, I'm telling you, man, like. Like out of all the practice players, like he's up there in terms of the guy at practice that could. I mean, he could literally throw it in in the lake, and on a dime, it just never translated. The <laughs> Metro? Yeah. we, we
0: Kenny had Britt it, We was had the same way
1: Kenny Britt at practice looked like a damn Hall of Famer, man.
0: We we had some uh, we had Mettenberger on our on our on this podcast, and he's um, awesome. I love I, him. I read him. I said, you know what, look, Zach, I wouldn't be real and authentic if I didn't. I, I have to read some tweets that I had said in the past, and so I apologized to him in person for. <laughs> and I just read old tweets of mine to him, and it was they were hot. it was awkward. <laughs> it, it was very mean jokes at Zach Metzberger's expense. Like, he went zero and 0 and eleven as a Titan starter. That's pretty so, amazing.
1: That's pretty right? amazing. I don't know I how mean, you like do like you could luck up and win, you know, win one game, right? Like I don't know, like- right? Exactly. <laughs>
2: Brent, Brent, you said that, that, you know, obviously the draft is a crapshoot and not everyone's going to hit every first round pick and every second round pick. And when you need a guy here, it's not always going to work out the first time you draft him. Um, but it, it's kind of like the MLB for me where, sure, you know, all strikeouts go down in the book as a K. But when you're leaving guys on base, when you're leaving guys on second and third, that strikeout means more. It feels like the Titans have had the bases yeah. for the last two years. Yeah. And Robinson has struck out in big situations with Isaiah Wilson with Caleb Farley, with Raiden, yep. yep. you feel the same way? Yeah, no.
1: I mean, uh, all those all those missed picks are glaring. And here's the other thing. Like, if you want to run this style of football team, just beat your head in all, you know, every down of every, every play and every down, you've got to be good up front, right? Like, you can't miss on the offensive line. Like, you miss with Isaiah Wilson. Okay, like, that guy's, I don't know. He's a complete. I, I don't know what he is. He's on a boat somewhere partying. I <laughs> running out of money. I don't. I don't know. He had no interest in playing in the NFL. Zero.
0: It might be. It might be in the studio working on the next mixtape. Fire. Yeah.
1: Paper. Maybe that. And uh, yeah. Like so. I. I don't know. But that, that. That was a bad one where you couldn't read that in the draft interview process. I guess. But Dylan Radens too. Like seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you go lower level guy that played one game in the last two years and you wonder why it doesn't work. I mean, yeah. and here's the thing, like that dude started at left tackle for a game last year. We see what Daly's doing. Like that's <laughs> yeah. how bad ratings is that he's well, not as good as Daly.
0: And, yeah. And, uh, and giving up a fifth round draft pick for what Dennis Daly has provided you. I my, think that has also like been I'm
1: coming off the Novocaine. I think <laughs> it's
0: it's... <laughs> it's weird that like, a guy who, who came as a scout from the New England Patriots yeah. during a time with the New England Patriots that they were a dominant force in the league where they were finding those hidden gems off you know scrap heaps and, and small colleges across uh, the country that uh, his player, like the, the thing that he was known for, that he was known for doing before becoming the GM, that has been his biggest weakness. That has been his biggest failure upon changing job titles I that like I just don't know how a guy loses it it's like a like a pitcher who just loses his fastball overnight almost yeah
1: it's it's funny with J-Rob like because I can see both sides I know where like fans get pissed off and all that and they have every to be like they invest money time emotion all that stuff but like when you look at the success of the team again you go from five and 27 to nine and seven four years in a row 11 and five 12 and five seven and five two AFC South titles, which they hadn't done in forever since they were the Oilers, two second-place finishes, uh, an AFC championship game in 2019 for the first time since 2002, playoffs four of the last five years. Like, there are positives to him, but you're right. Sure. I think those key misses late, uh, lately, especially on the offensive line where you're trying to pound the rock and run play action pass, that, that's what's killed him. And then A.J. Brown's performance over the weekend, I guarantee you didn't help. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you made a good point about too about like the the type of football that the Titans want to play, that they want to be known for that smash mouth like, hey, look, we may not be more talented than you on paper, but we're going to we're going to kick your ass on the field and we're going to give you a a beating. And and that showed in that game uh, again on Sunday night against the, uh, the chiefs, when they're down their quarterback, they could do nothing through the air. And yet they still took uh, one of the NFL's best teams to overtime. And you, you you brought up a good point where like, if you're going to play that type of football, you got to be good in the trenches, which they are on the defensive line. But also on top of that, like if you're going to play that type of football, You also have to have depth, and this is a that that's something the Titans have lacked for probably the last two years. Where when someone goes down, they just don't have the same amount of talent to fill in that void. See, I would argue the other way because, like, I I
1: think it's I think it's really difficult to find fifty three players. Like, just you know, I mean, the elite teams are the elite teams. Most of the teams are within a couple of games of five hundred, right? Like, so I think most teams are dealing with the same things. The injury situation, though, I think is a fair question that we're all going to be asking in the offseason. Because, like, if it happens once, okay. But now they've played the second most players in the NFL behind the New Orleans Saints, which I'm sure they're going to pass them at some point, right? Like, so I think that's another positive for the J-Rob file is what they did last year. When you end up playing 94 players and you're grabbing people off the couch and you're still getting production and you're still the number one seed in the AFC, like, I think that's a pretty good resume line. Um, I think it goes back to what we said, though. Like, if you're going to play this style of football, you have to have one of the better offensive lines in football. And just failed to put that together for whatever reason. And whoever has input or whatever. But, you know, at the end of the day, a general manager is the guy with his head on the chopping block. And, you know, Braveheart just goes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or whatever. He does. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, so then he gets head lobbed off. And so now Ryan Calden's going to be the guy, we'll see. we'll see what happens. I, I just know that, like, from pe- talking to people around the league, Ryan Calden is one of the most re- well-respected people that most fans have never heard of in the league. So I'm anxious to see kind of, number one, like, how much control he has. Number two, how much input he has. Number three, like, you know, what he does player-wise. Because, look, man, I mean, two weeks ago the stat was the Titans have already started 24 different players on defense. Yeah, I mean, think about that. And so I I don't know, Uh, you know, so clearly roster moves are going to continue to have to be made. And if it's Rabel making those decisions, my guess is he's got a lot on his plate trying to coach this damn team, right? Yeah,
0: right, right, right. Like, I don't want to add more to his plate than is already there because yeah, I like, feel like- Let's
1: give him roster responsibility. Let's let him make, you know, bake cakes for the team for lunch. Let's let, you know, let him be the door guy at Walmart. Like, let's just add a bunch of stuff, I'm almost cursed, a bunch of stuff to his plate. And yeah, I mean, like, look, we got How can you have this big of a crap show for a team that's trying to win the division three years in a row.
0: <laughs> and look, we know how Braybill is when there's a lot of things going on around him. Remember uh, the, the COVID draft when he's in his basement? The door's wide open with his son pooping. All I'm saying is... <laughs> I
1: forgot about that. That's
0: so funny. <laughs> Brent well while yeah,
1: it
2: is they want well, to hide from that little image. I'm glad I'm, yeah, so, I'm yeah, glad yeah, right. you brought that up. <laughs> well while it is kind of a shit show right now in you know, the front office. <laughs> well, there you go. Um you know the Titans still have a season left to finish. They're they're gonna host a playoff game, most likely, unless yep. just you know the walls cave in. Um how, what, what do you see, you know, in the Titans' future when it comes to just finishing out the regular season? You have the Jaguars up next, who are the perfect slump buster. At least they have been in the last few years for the Titans. Yeah, they it, can't beat the Titans. It, are, is that's, what, that's their thing. No, they can't. I, they haven't been able to.
1: I think they're cursed because their fans say that Titans fans smell like mayonnaise. So I think the team is cursed. <laughs> that's a thing. Look it up. Um, they have to win this weekend. They're a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't like that. Titans' favorite at home is usually not a good combination. But they have to win this weekend. You beat the Jacks' twice in Houston once, you're a 10-win team. You're going to win the AFC South. Jack, as you said, they're going to host a playoff game, probably against Cincinnati. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Like, the people that I work with, Don Davenport, Ron Slay, Like, Slay is concerning. He said this several weeks ago, that this team is built to win the AFC South. But once they get to the playoffs, that's a whole different level of team. And it's going to be more likely than not like a one score game and then can't do it at the end. And and
0: that's just kind of what they are, you know. Yeah, it's it's that that's the thing. I, I my all all year. I have been in the mindset of just get to the playoffs, then get to the playoffs. And like, no matter how good or bad they perform throughout the year, just get to the playoffs because then it's a crap shoot. As we saw from the Bengals last year, I don't think anyone saw that 10 and seven Bengals team going to the Super Bowl, but a couple of bounces go their way and they didn't play great oh. through their run. I mean, remember they had that, that first half deficit to the chiefs in the AFC championship game. We know yep. how they played against the Titans. It very easily could have been a loss to the Titans. And, and then even their first win uh, against the Raiders, I want to say, Yeah, Raiders. Uh, it was, it was a, it, oh a final God. came down to the final play of the game. So
1: all Derek, I'm saying you is just, you just reminded me of why I don't like Derek Carr. So that's <laughs> that Cincinnati Raiders game. The Raiders would have put them out. They had, what they have fourth and goal. At yeah. the end of the game. And yeah. Derek Carr didn't even throw it in the end zone. He threw it <laughs> yeah. short of the end zone. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Doing, he was tackled at like
0: the five-yard line. Like, yeah. The
1: Bengals could have been taken out right there. But here's what the Bengals have that the Titans don't have. Explosiveness on offense. So explosiveness on offense can get hot. My guess is the Titans can't get hot because Daly's playing left tackle. Yeah. And at some point, Ryan Tannehill is going to take a hit that he can't get up from from which he can't get up.
2: Well, Maybe he's Erwin's already done that is- twice. With these yeah. bad ankles that he's walking around on now, for the rest <laughs> got of the two,
1: season, he's got two bad ankles, man. It's like a he's like me,
2: 43 year old white man, quarterback. Earlier, Kirk Gibson. yeah, yeah, right, right.
0: I do not believe what I just saw <laughs> earlier this week. Aunt Teresa Walker uh, tweeted uh, that Titans fans uh, basically basically pointing out that the Bengals were ten seven last year and won the AFC title. So, like, all you have to do is get in, which I think is a great point and it's good perspective it's to give to Titans fans. However, I feel like the Bengals now are the way the Titans used to be built. Like the the Bengals are what the Titans used to be, where they're a physical ass team. They will go in and they will. It doesn't matter who they're playing. If they're head and shoulders above them, talent wise or not, they'll go in. They'll be more physical. you. They run the football well. They've got great weapons on the outside. I mean I'm I'm basically just describing the Titans from like last year the year before that like they will and and now all of a sudden like we're seeing like the the Bengals just kind of sliding in and taking that role from the from the Titans and it's kind of disheartening and now I feel like that's kind of plays into the whole move that Amy, Amy Adams it made to to let JR go.
1: Yeah it's funny too with the Bengals. I was just sitting here thinking about Um, you know, to to be fair, the Titans have had games where they have played well in terms of protecting Ryan Tannehill. They've, they've had some game. Like, I know people don't remember it, but there are some, some outliers there, but the Bengals remember gave up nine sacks against the Titans in the playoffs and still won. Yeah. You know, so, so I don't know, back to your point about can the Titans get hot? Yeah. I mean, anybody could, right? Like you just have to put yourself in position and get there. I I get that. I get Teresa's point and I respect the hell out of her for sure. Uh, and that's something we'll be talking about today. But I, I think that's kind of their goal too: get us in the playoffs, and then let's see what happens, right? Like, yeah. So, I mean, Cincinnati's offensive line was so bad last year, and for the most part this year, uh, but they still find ways to win. They still end up in in the big game, and and uh, so I, mean, I don't know. Maybe like you just talked myself into like i've gone circular now i've, I've got
0: the <laughs> of the super
1: i love bowl
0: with Bailey at left tackle yeah are the titans super bowl favorites i mean people are asking people are asking <laughs> they're three to a half point favorite at home. Oh, my home <laughs> look just a couple yeah. of wins against the jaguars texans get them back on that winning streak they're going to be yeah. entering the the playoffs yeah. hot baby yeah uh he When's, he that, when's playing... that cowboys game uh, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. They scored 33 in the fourth quarter the other day. Oh, oh my gosh.
2: I, that look, Saturday I'm... is literally Ted Lasso, and you can't tell me otherwise.
0: That was the only thing that made my Sunday better after the Titans got walloped by the Eagles. It was like, oh, well, at least the Colts also suck. So, all right, it makes me feel, you know, it's a nice little nightcap for the evening. As my he friend
1: is... says, Matt Nathaniel Ryan, four turnovers in that game, man. It was <laughs> oh, a. <man. laughs> I mean, they that, listen. They were just—I mean, they were rolling as fast as they could down that mountain. It they, was crazy.
0: It is, it is bad. And I honestly, I love to see it. He is yeah. Brent Doherty. You can find him uh, on three HL every weekday afternoon on your drive home uh, on one oh four five the zone. If you're not listening in, it well, so this we're recording this on Tuesday. This will drop on Wednesday. Brent, what we got coming up on Wednesday's show?
1: <laughs> uh, Coach Mac.
0: We'll okay.
1: At, uh, at three twenty, so we'll get his on on all of this, and and then uh, Todd Furman, our point spread guy. There, there, there go. we go. Talking there we go. And games coming up this weekend.
0: And I'm sure you guys will cover the John Robinson firing from every angle known to man.
1: Yes, that sounds weird, but yes. There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle.
0: I guess if I had one last thing to say to John Robinson, upon him heading to the unemployment line uh, for all of his things, and he did do a lot of good things here in Nashville. I, I don't want that to be lost on people. He did do a lot of great things. Derek Henry, AJ Brown, uh, Jeff uh, Simmons, Jeff
2: Simmons, the Tannehill trade,
0: the Tannehill trade was huge. Huge. That was a steal. But m- more so than all of those moves, the one I want to thank him for the most is in Kevin Dodd. Because on my 2017 Madden franchise, Kevin Dodd is a defensive stud. And without John Robinson bringing Kevin Dodd in in real life, he wouldn't be in the virtual world that is my 2017 Madden franchise. So
2: well, I'm, I'm glad somebody's team is winning with Kevin Dodd on it because the Titans sure <laughs> weren't.
0: Look, I, oh, sure. Maybe not in real life. would not that great? But if it doesn't make happen in real life, it doesn't happen in the virtual world. So thank you, John Robinson, for Kevin Dodd, or at least the virtual Kevin Dodd, who's he, he is. He's a monster, Jack. I wish I should have you over and and you watch me play with Kevin Dodd. You'll be like, wow, that I'm You your mind would change on it.
2: He would be a great. Where are they now?
0: Ooh. What yeah. do you think
2: Kevin Dodd's doing right now? I wonder. Hey, how, Pro, maybe a topic can let us know during the week this week.
0: Probably playing Madden somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise
2: <laughs> me. But look, we talked a lot about Ryan Cowden with Brent Doherty, who is stepping in to Phil Robinson's role in the interim. Um, and you heard Brent say Brent said he's super smart, he's he's maybe the smartest guy that people don't know in the NFL. And I I I, I I love hearing that, you know, Ryan Cowden's not always, you know, we don't see him at press conferences often. I think he makes one a year and that's in training camp. And, um, but, but 23 seasons in the league, seven with the Titans. He's been here a while. He knows how it works. He he knows, you know, what's worked here and what hasn't worked here, player personnel director. Uh, then he was promoted to VP of player personnel in 2018. That's the role he's been serving, um, with, with the Titans since that 2018 season. And uh, look, we mentioned the GM jobs, Brenton. Brent mentioned other teams have sniffed around on Calden. I mean, four GM jobs that he's interviewed for, the Chiefs in 2017. I, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a testament right there. Then you got Washington football team, 2021, then Steelers and Giants in 2022. I mean, the Steelers are an organization that know what the hell they're doing, right? They're not going to go interview a guy that they don't believe can do the job.
0: Yeah. That, I mean, it, it, yeah, because it's the credibility of the team. It's not just that NFL teams are, are, are looking at him like, like Washington teams. commanders. I'm like, okay, that, that doesn't tell me much about his football acumen. But when like teams like the Steelers are doing it, a team that has had success and knows what they're looking for, then yeah. Then I'm like, Oh damn. Okay. Maybe that, maybe, maybe he is a football mind. They brought him at.
2: in. They brought him in for a second round of interviews. So he made it pretty far in the process. And you know, the guy who now steps into Cowden's old position as the number two in the Titans front office is Monty Austin Fort. And Austinfort spent 15 seasons in scouting with the New England Patriots. He's in his third year here as the director of player personnel. He himself was interviewed for three GM jobs just last season in January. The Bears, the Vikings, and the Giants. So it's the Titans have the right people in place to make this work if they choose to make that hire in-house. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. And, uh, you know, I think the Titans core will hold up for the next few years, still be a playoff contender, still probably win the division. As long as nothing significant changes in Indianapolis, which under Jim Ursay's control over the last few years, the only thing that's changed is which washed quarterback they bring in each off season. Now they've got a head coaching decision to make. Um, if they don't keep Saturday, who is a total clown, um, I don't know. I, I feel better than than I thought I would about having to replace John Robinson right now. They gave him that extension in February. That makes the, that makes this move surprising to me. It's uh, I don't know. I, I think that they can you know if if a competitive a competitive rebuild is what they choose to do, if they choose to you know move on from Malik Willis, find a new quarterback in the draft. Uh, I trust it. I, I trust this process. I trust Ryan Cowden to come in and do a good job. And ultimately, ultimately, at the end of the day, I trust Amy Adams-Strunk. This is a big move, you know, for her in the eyes of Titans fans, right? Just setting the standard and, and you know, kind of saying without saying that division titles aren't good enough here. They're not good enough. Yeah. We're better than that now.
0: In Amy... Adam Strunk we trust? Like, is it is that is that the new in J Rob we trust? Doesn't have the same ring to it. No, in AM AAS we, in in Amy In Miss, in Miss Amy, Amy we trust. In Miss Amy we trust. Okay. That, that, I feel like that will grow on me. I'm I'm a little hesitant to put all of my trust into her basket just based off of the renderings of the new stadium that came out. I I, I really wanted some columns in that thing i i want some like corinthian style columns very, very new uh, age new era i know it, yeah i don't want no and i'm pretty sure every Nashvilleian will agree with me we don't want new nashville look we don't want a new nashville look go put throw some brick in there make it look like the ryman for crying out loud we just just <laughs> no more buildings that look like the the what fifth and broadway Hell, development.
2: name it exit Inn stadium for all i care <laughs> oh
0: too soon dude oh, I know. But, yes I know. Yeah, move the exit into this to the new stadium, please. I goodness. Let me ask you a question that I feel like
2: more than more Titans fans than just myself kind of are wondering internally. I, I'm not taking it as a serious threat at the moment, but
0: more like exit out.
2: Yeah, kind of uh, with Mike Vrabel, right? Because Mike Vrabel has proven already to be a top ten, if not top five, NFL coach. I know he doesn't have the Super Bowl rings that some of the some of his counterparts do, but. With John or Mike Rabel, Mike Rabel does more with less, better than anyone in the league. Yeah, he's got Ohio State talks, right? Ryan Day at Ohio State that that hasn't worked out very well. Oh, wait, are
0: are are you buying into these rumors? Are you giving into these rumors?
2: All I'm doing is asking a question. Okay, does this move, I guess, help? Mike Vrabel realized that Amy Adams Strunk, at the end of the day, is ultimately loyal to him. Will do anything for Mike Vrabel to work in Tennessee. Do you think that this move kind of quiets those rumors, you know, the Ohio State ties and everything that he has? Kind of, that, that, that stuff kind of dissipates with Amy Adams Strunk uh, essentially uh, you, you know, saying, my loyalty is with you, and she essentially killed a man in front of Vrabel to prove her loyalty in John <laughs> Not, not not, that she actually he, killed him, but she sacrificed
0: him. Yeah, it, no, it was a sacrifice. Yeah, no, I mean, we haven't seen John Robinson since he was fired. How do we know she didn't kill him? Exactly. Well, honestly, a, it begs to be asked. The but what do you think? Be asked.
2: What do you think about I, that? Do you think that that first of all, but, do you think it's a legitimate problem that Titans fans there, never have to worry about?
0: There are few people who will go from the NFL mountain of being a head coach or at least a successful head coach in the NFL Back to college, okay. Outside of your Nick Saban, no, I'm kidding. He sucked in the NFL. Harbaugh, I Harbaugh, right? Harbaugh is really the only one who like had success at the NFL and then was like, "Nah, I want to go back to college." I don't see Vrabel because I don't see him even flirting with that job. I don't either. Like, plus the amount of pressure to go to your your alma mater and coach there. Because, like, what happens if if that doesn't work out? If he sucks as a college coach? Then he's, like, he thinks differently of his alma mater. We know he loves Ohio State. Some guy, Sometimes guys love their alma mater enough to not go back because it could soil their reputation. Uh, Mizzou hired Barry Odom, who was a Mizzou guy through and through. <laughs> yeah. And he sucked. And Did now I'm work. sure he looks at his alma mater in a different light now. And it doesn't always pay off. In fact, very rarely does like the, like the Scott Frost, the Nebraska guy, like, you know, like he was a Nebraska man through and through. Got his dream job of coaching his alma mater and sucked. So I, the whole Vrabel to Ohio State thing, I don't pay much credence to it, but I do think the point of Amy Adams making this move and saying, look, Rabes, you're good for right now. Like, I think that just puts that gives him more trust from his higher ups yeah, from his sure. bosses uh, I, I will say
2: ability it's got i did high. not
0: i did not have john robinson as being the first one to get axed in the, this is like a season of game of thrones mm-hmm. where it's like whoa i did not think he was dying it, like if he was going to die i didn't see him dying until season two you know like till till the end of the season or maybe the season finale. I did not see him dying in the middle of the season, it especially not when Todd Downing's out there walking amongst us. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, for real. No, no, you're totally right about that. I, I tweeted earlier. Congrats to all who had John Robinson being fired bef- before Todd Downing on their Titan go card. It's it, it it like shocked. Matthew
0: Perry and and Keanu Reeves. You know, it's like, <laughs> can you believe that they took talents like John Robinson when Todd Downing is out there walking among us? <laughs> that is, <laughs> that
2: I like that. I, As far as the Ohio State thing goes, I believe that it'll always be there. But Mike Vrabel is really a no BS kind of guy, and there's a lot of BS and red tape in college football recruiting. NIL now, Um, you know, he's got a lot more people to manage in college, and a lot more, you know, trying to you know butt in because let's just face it, there's a lot of chaos in the college game. In the NFL, life's pretty stable, especially when you're with the Titans and you're uh, I mean, second in command to the owner, essentially. So I think Mike Vrabel's got it really, really good here. Um, I'd be surprised if he ever made that jump just before this move with Robinson even happened anyways. But I do think it's something that'll always be there. Titans fans will just have to do their best to ignore it because I don't think it'll ever materialize.
0: The statement that Amy Adams put out that we read earlier, I that makes me feel more confident in this move. It makes me, I like Amy's approach, which is something her dad did not do, especially late in his days. Obviously, we all know it. She is not going to put up with any BS. She's here. She wants a winning football program, which it's so great to have an owner that cares that much that is like look we're not putting up with not even not even mediocre because john robinson was better than mediocre yeah john robinson was above average general manager amy adams says above average doesn't cut it anymore okay this isn't my dad's titans this is my titans and i'm looking for i want to hoist a lombardi And John Robinson wasn't going to get us there, at least not over the last two years, the track record that he has shown with his draft analysis, with his player uh, uh, and not just development, but his, his, his player. um, What's the word I'm looking for? Breakdown, uh, player scouting, I guess. Yeah. Like just like, like his recruitment of, of, of guys, like they just weren't, they weren't cutting it. Yeah. So now it's hopefully whoever's I, it does worry me like the hiring from within because, a lot of times you get a lot of the same the same ideologies from previous regimes when you hire within, especially on a hire like this.
2: But that's okay like, though, because you can take some of the successes which John Robinson had plenty of. Yeah. And yeah, you, you can write that down. You you also Calden, who's been here seven years, he's seen it all. He's seen the ups I, and the downs.
0: I think true. that helps
2: Calden in, in this case. And and I do, I, I look, I, I totally agree with you when you hire in-house it's hard to get new ideas and new ideologies and, you know, with, with all these influences around you being, you know, with the team that you've been with, if that makes any sense. But I, I I like what, I like that. I like what you're saying there. I do. I don't think Calden, I don't think this will hurt Calden or the Titans. Well, and
0: that's, and that's That's even, I mean, he's, he's just the interim for right now. That's if he even gets the job. I'm my, my guess is he's the interim till the end of the year. He gets an interview for the job and I'm sure the Titans interview, a bunch of names outside of the building to potentially take over. If Cowden, it could be Cowden, but I'm just saying, I, I could see him holding on to that interim till the end of the year and then the Titans doing an exhaustive search for whatever GM is next. And they got to do it quickly yeah. because right after the season ends, it's combine it's time, right? It's combine time, and it's Jack and Austin scraping the bottom of their barrel for content time. That's exactly so it.
2: we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But hopefully, I, the money... search goes
0: on. Those goes on until July, honestly, because then it can give us something to talk about.
2: <laughs> my money is on on Cowden getting this job at the end of the day. Um, last thing I'm going to do, I'm going to eat a little crow, and then we're going to talk Jags. That sound good?
0: I uh, eat, eat, dude. Take a bite, right. man.
2: Earlier in this season, we were talking about Todd Downing and how he deserved to be fired early on in the season. I'm talking really early on in the season.
0: Uh, you mean before it started? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> well, a few games after, I said, you know, Amy Adams, she's just not an owner that gets, gets involved. She lets her guys make her decisions. Or yeah. Not make her decisions, but really kind of let the team. or let you know, things order, like play and,
0: out and get, yeah. yeah.
2: She lets her GM, GM, and she lets her head coach, head coach without really, you know, changing anything. I'm wrong. I, and I think a lot of Titans fans were surprised that Amy Adams-Strunk got involved and made this strong move. I mean, this is a move that you make with your chest, right? This isn't just, um, yeah, I think we're going to let John Robinson go, you know. He's just been okay here. No, he's won the division twice in a row, and it's a, it, they're in command for a third straight season. They've made the playoffs. They've had winning seasons for the last six years going on seven, if they can pull their heads out of their asses for the rest of the season. I mean, this is a big time move that I think earns a lot of, a lot of Titans fans trust um, for Amy Adams. Strunk. It's, it's, it's a huge move. It's a bud Adams type move.
0: Yeah. This is it. House strunk does not mess around, dude. It They will, they, she will pull out a red wedding uh, when you least expect it. Apparently this is all stuff we're learning on the fly together. She has that dog in her. Heads on spikes. Yeah. And not just like any type of dog, but like one of those dogs that like Mike Vick used to fight. Like it will, it is out for blood. It will, (laughs) it will gnaw you to death. That dog that she has in her. And like, I I, I keep going back to the PTA president thing. She's sweet, sweet lady. Bakes delicious cookies. I'm sure. But my goodness, she has got a razor blade in her purse that she will whip out at any moment to cut a bitch, okay? <laughs> and John Robinson, unfortunately, learned that firsthand. I, I I hate to see John Robinson go, I because I, I did enjoy him. I liked him. And I go back to this moment, and I don't know if this had any weighing on whether or not he was let go or not, but when he cried at the combine, remember that, like, That was,
2: he got his extension. He was talking about his extension and look, the Titans were his dream job. He grew up in Tennessee.
0: It it was. And that's that, that too. Like it it was his dream job. He's a Tennessee guy. Like he, he got his dream job and he did well at his dream job. Then he, then he, then he go and the, then they lose that game against the Bengals and that sat with him. Like he, he talked about how that he lost sleep over that. And that, 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 that kid, that's what keeps him up at night. And he cried on camera. At the at the combine, that to me showed how much he cared. Now, did it affect his, uh, any of his decisions going, you know, into the off season? Like, did he did he did he make the right decisions to build upon that number one in the AFC team from last year? No, he no he didn't. Uh, which is what ultimately gave him the axe. But I liked having a guy like that in our corner. I liked having a guy like that in our corner. Again, this is nothing to say that I'm I'm not in favor of this move. I respect Amy Adams for making that difficult decision, one that I don't think any of us would have made, any Titans fan would have made at least not right now. And I respect it and because it, this will send a shockwave through the franchise, anyone is expendable. Yeah. Anyone. Uh, so so you you said you're not you're not pleased with the move. No, no, no! I'm, I'm, I'm fine with the move. Okay. I'm fine with the move. I wouldn't. I didn't see it coming. I'm just. I. It's. I'm sad. Like I'm sad. I'm. I'm encouraged for the future. Uh, I'm sad to see John Robinson go because I liked him. I appreciated him. We yeah. hell, Lord knows we defended him a lot on this podcast.
2: Yeah, the organization is just in such such a better place than it ever has been. It's so much stronger. Yeah,
0: internally where the, one guy doesn't one guy leaving doesn't change a whole lot. The, the way I view this is like uh, Christmas a couple of years back. Okay, my uh, my 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 sister in law gifted me a new pair of joggers. It's my first pair of joggers. I never owned joggers before that. I didn't know I needed them. You know, I, 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 have seen them around and uh, I, you know, I, I like joggers, but uh, I'd never own a pair or anything like that. I put them on. Oh man. Oh wow. I'm better for it. I, okay. Yeah. Maybe this is, maybe this is a new, a new look for me. Maybe this is something that, that I can wear to the gym or out and about uh, for casual dinner or whatever it may be. That's the way I view this John Robinson firing. I didn't know. Look, I, I mean, I didn't know like, I, I didn't know I needed this, but you know what? Maybe moving forward, it's going to make me look better in the in the long run. So, Amy adams Trunk, thank you for the new pair of joggers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> thank, yes, thank you for that, Amy Adams-Strunk. Um, moving on, the Jaguars, the, the Titans' slump buster, at least it has been over the last five or so years. The Titans have won nine out of their last ten against the Jaguars. Their only loss coming in a game that was started between Marcus Mariota and Gardner Minshew. So that game does not count. The last time the Titans lost to the Jaguars was September 19th, 2019. The Jaguars are under you know, better, better command at the head coach. Doug Peterson seems to have this team on the right track. Trevor Lawrence, they're starting to get answers from him and he looks like the guy of the future. However, he had a knee injury this week. He's not going to be the same guy once the Titans face him and if the Titans pass rush is able to get Danico Autry back, it's able to to you know, create pressure with Bud Dupree and in down the interior with Jeffrey Simmons and maybe Rashad Weaver gets back there. I think that's a huge advantage for the Titans this week. I, it just feels like this game comes at the perfect time, right? The Titans are at rock oh, bottom
0: for the season. I the Titans needed a Jaguars game in the worst way, and look, that's not to say I'm not here to say without. And we again, Jack and I had an entire show planned out that we were ready to to roll out before this John Robinson news, and it kind of scrapped everything. I was ready. I'm very frustrated with the current state of the Tennessee Titans, and that game on Sunday only solidified my frustrations. I, if you follow me on Twitter, you probably saw me kind of tweeting through it all, and I I'm very frustrated. I don't think the Jaguars is as easy as of a win as it was. I think the Jaguars are better. I think the Titans are worse. I don't, it's not the, it's not the, oh, it's the get right game for the Titans. It's not, I I could very easily see the Titans drop this game at home to the Jaguars. I agree. This is an offense that is putrid. And that is not a word or an adjective that I use very often. And it is, it is awful. Jack, again, let me just reiterate. Okay. 27, 24, 24, 21, 19, 17, 17, 17, 27, that was random, 16, 10. That is a team, aside from that random Thursday night in Green Bay, has lowered its total offensive output in points scored since week three. Every, excuse me, week four, week four, every week since week four, they have lowered, they've gotten fewer and fewer points scored in every single game
2: the with 10,
0: 10 on Sunday. You think 10 points can even beat the Jaguars? Because I know it, it can't. And I, from what I've seen, it is, it is just, it's humiliating to watch this offense work. And if you don't think that a Jaguars defensive line can feast on what Dennis Daly and the production of the offensive line outside of Ben Jones has shown us, then you you, you clearly have not been watching football.
2: The Titans have scored 20 points in one of their last seven games. 20 points. That's not a hard number to get to. The Titans haven't scored 28 points all season long. I mean, these <laughs> are season long touchdowns. Like, like four touchdowns. These aren't going away, unfortunately, Titans fans. They're not going away. Although they might against Houston in a few weeks, it, it, it's a problem that's going to that's gonna carry out for the rest of the season. However, looking and circling that 10-win number, 10 wins is a, a nice number to hit in the NFL. You've got Jacksonville at home, you've got the Texans at home, and you've got Jacksonville on the road in the final week of the season. Those are three, three games you could win. I think that they'll get one either at Los Angeles or at home against Dallas the Thursday after Christmas. You've got to get this one, though. You've got to beat Jacksonville at home. You've got to get some confidence back. I mean, in the NFL, confidence is so important, especially on the offensive side of the football. This is a week where they've got to get to that 28 number. They have no excuse not to get there. Hopefully, Traylon Burks is able to play. Derrick Henry hasn't gotten anything going over the last few weeks. Hell, Ryan Tannehill led the Titans in rushing with 34 yards against the Eagles, and he's got two terrible ankles. I mean, what are we doing? It, the, the Titans have to absolutely get back on track against the Jaguars. I'm with you. I think this is going to be a tougher game to win than it has in the last few years. But it's a, it's a game the Titans have to figure out to win. It's a home game against the Jags. These are layups. You got to hit your layups if you want to win the game. Uh, I, I need the, tit- to, uh, the the Titans need the Titans to hit their layups. They got to go into the postseason with confidence. Otherwise, they're going to sleepwalk and they're going to they're going to backdoor their way into a home playoff game. Where they have no momentum, they have no confidence, and it's gonna be ugly and embarrassing with the whole country watching in the postseason.
0: Yeah. No, you're you're not wrong. Um, I I I don't know what to expect this week, honestly, but I am hoping that this is this move today by Amy Adams Strunk was the defibrillator that will get this heartbeat working for Wake this up, team. Ball. Titans are at a crossroads for identity. Try to figure out who they are. This is like the uh, scene in the movie where they go to the windowsill. They're looking out. It's probably raining. They're looking out and just like, and there's like some soft, like probably music from The Fray is playing as a soundtrack. And they're just like, you know, who am I? And then, you know, and then there's like a scene cut to the Titans walking through the park, you know, just like looking up at the sky and really trying to figure out, taking a stroll down, maybe like a, a busy city sidewalk. It's a journey just, of
2: self-discovery.
0: Who am I? You know, looking in, looking down at a puddle and seeing their reflection back at themselves. Maybe they're hallucinating of like a, an alternative image of who they might actually be. The Titans are going through an identity crisis. And that's not my words. It's Mike Frabel's words. They have to figure out who they truly are. Sometimes it takes a game against the Jaguars to figure that out.
2: Let's hope they do because it's hard to watch this brand of football. That was a great... That was a great little run you just had right there, by the way.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) What's the... uh, uh, You found me, you found (laughs) me, you found me, you found... That's the fray playing under the background.
2: You were a big Green Day guy growing up, weren't you? I can tell that that's kind of the route. Oh, the Green Day, dude! Wake yeah. me up when September ends, right? Jesus Christ, give me take me back to September for I actually no September was just you, as bad as it yeah. Is now. I was gonna say
0: we were Titans fans. We were saying wake me up when September ends too. Yeah, because yeah, one and oof. two in
2: September. All right, well, look, this is a huge week on, in figuring out how the Titans are going to finish week. the season. You got to play your best football in December. No more duds, no more eggs. The Titans have laid uh, more eggs. I'm tar- sorry, the- what'd
0: you say? We have to play as biggest football in what?
2: They're they're best football in DeHimber. Did you hear something differently?
0: No, sorry. It must have cut out the zoom. Yeah. 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 So
2: so they've got to figure it out here. They've got to go into the playoffs with some momentum. You got to beat the Jags. Just you got to beat the the Jags. Jags. You got to beat the the Jags. You're not going to fix all your problems in one week, but this could be a step in the right direction. Hopefully, the Titans use it as such. I'm still going to be nervous on Sunday, though
0: if there was ever a time to follow a to Z sports this is the week my goodness with john robinson getting fired massive news for the titans coming out if you're not following a to Z sports on all of the socials if you're not going to a to z nashville.com on a regular basis this week the great content from sam phelan our guy jack gentry right here uh all of the 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 crew the the wake up crew with austin stanley and zach bingham Primetime with Buck Rising. So much great Titans content will be coming out this week. And A to Z sports is your place to consume it, including this uh, this podcast. Not to brag. Make sure to leave a rating, a review. Leave us five stars and make sure in the, the comment that you say four and a half stars go to the Titan Up Idiots and point five stars go to Buck. Follow Jack Gentry on Twitter, at Jack A. Gentry. Jack will tweet out links whenever he posts up stories. He also uh, puts out the some of the funniest memes that you will see on the internet, especially in regards to the Tennessee Titans. You could follow me on Twitter as well, at Austin Huff. Make sure, uh, make your timeline better. If you're a Titans fan, if you're someone who truly cares about this franchise the way we do, then you need to be following all the accounts I just said. I, it's not lip service. I I truly mean it. Follow all of the accounts that I just said, A to Z sports, Jack Gentry, myself, if you, if you care to do so, we are always putting out. In fact, I I think the people in Chicago get annoyed with how much I tweet out about uh, the Titans, but I care passionately about them. And a lot, a lot of my followers are Titans fans. So I'm going to, I'm going to push that out. So do that Jack, before we get out of here and before I get to you for uh, what you have for the road, I do have to say I'm throwing in a real quick remember the titan okay okay i'm throwing out a real quick remember the titan because my mom oh ran into a titan and it is a damn good remember the titan okay do you remember a running back by the name of mike archie no i can say that i don't Okay. Former Tennessee oiler, Tennessee Titan. He was drafted by the Oilers out of Penn state and he backed up Eddie George. Okay. My mom texts me and I quote, I just ran into Mike Archie, number two running back from 1991 to 1995 for Penn state. He then got drafted by the Oilers and came to Nashville with them. So he knew all the players and coaches we knew back at that time. We talked loving. Uh, he uh, talked lovingly about his time with the Titans. What a great guy. He was backup to Eddie George when he retired from playing football. Fisher and Steckel asked if he wanted to be trained by Les to be an offensive coordinator, but he turned it down because he saw what their schedule was like and knew he would not have any family time. He has four biological children and two adopted and has been married for 25 years. So he definitely made the right choice.
2: That is such a sweet text from your mom. Very detailed, <laughs> right? Every single detail. I want to know how long they talked. They run into each other at the grocery store.
0: Uh, he was oh, my mom said he was he was a uh my uncle Randy is a massive Penn State fan. Uh so my mom texted him about him and he said, Randy said he was a really good running back. He was driving my dream car, a white squared off SUV Mercedes, which she's she's talking about G Wagon. My mom loves G Wagons. Mm-hmm she's and and that's what originally got her to notice she saw the car the g-wagon she's like oh i love that car saw the guy get out saw on the back he had a little penn state thing my mom from pennsylvania was like drawn to that then saw oh my gosh uh and started talking to him chatting and then it was revealed that he was a former titan and the rest and she chatted with him for probably more longer than was socially acceptable that's just my mom (laughs) a true italian yeah, you wonder where I get it from, where I can just talk nonstop about <laughs> random things on. There. I mean,
2: it's awesome how uh, every, she got every detail out of this man.
0: Oh, yeah. The for, a whole backstory of the family four biological children to adopt has been married for 25 years. Mike Archie, ladies that's, and gentlemen, if you that's like a
2: deeper four, dive into Remember the Titan than we do.
0: We need my mom to run into more titans. Uh, like my mom needs to run into Matt Castle, so we can get more information than what Wikipedia gives us for. Yes. Our Remember the Titan segment. Yes. So I, anyway, I thought all of our our tuppers would appreciate that. Uh, just spontaneous. Remember the Titan segment from my mom. Shout out Lisa. I love that. You. Is
2: great, Lisa Huff. It, Remember the yeah. Titan. Great job. So
0: Jack, with all of that said, you got anything for the road?
2: I don't. I mean, I, my, I can't even really get my thoughts together. Today's been such a whirlwind. You know, we're we're wrapping up recording at two p.m. here. This is still really fresh. I, I don't know. I'm just kind of going,
0: just going to scroll Twitter aimlessly. I know. I I honestly don't know what to do with the rest of my day. I'm like, um, I'm I'm going to go sit in a corner. I'll probably get in the fetal position and I'll just rock back and forth and and read read oh, about the Titans.
2: We'll say one thing. Would love to know what Kevin Dodd's up to nowadays, if any of you guys know. So tweet okay. at us, let us know what Kevin Dodd's doing now, if if you find any any information on on the man.
0: If you're if you're not following Tighten Up Pod and or Tighten Up Podcast uh, on Instagram, Tighten Up Pod on Twitter, Tighten Up Podcast on Instagram. We encourage you to do so. We we throw out uh, Titans content left and right there, and we 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 think if you're a Titans fan, you obviously love it. And we, it's a way, especially on Twitter, it's a way to interact with this podcast uh, throughout the week. And and we try and uh, you bring the community from this podcast form to the internet uh, in that way. So highly encourage you to follow those. And well, let's just kind of ride this wave together, guys. Titans are GMless for the first time in a long time uh, since the Mike Malarkey days. The, oh, gross. I know, I know. That just felt weird coming out. But Mike Malarkey did win that impressive playoff game in Arrowhead Stadium. So
2: Mike Malarkey also did not like John Robinson, so I bet he's one of the few that are, that are kind of celebrating in the streets, although I, I have a bad <laughs> feeling that it's more than a few with some of our, our followers and, and just being tapped into Titans Twitter. Yeah, no.
0: So anyway, thank you all to the Tuppers. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Uh, Hopefully we were able to give you the uh, John Robinson coverage you were looking for. And uh, yeah, we love you. We love you. Uh, That's all I got to say. Okay. Everyone, everyone step your game up this week or else Amy Adams truck is going to fire your ass. Okay, (laughs) Everyone up your game. It's Jaguars week. Let's go. Okay. With all that said until next week, tighten tighten up.
1: They've gone from being spoilers to starting 6-0 Since they moved to Tennessee to call it home They had a music city miracle to conquer Buffalo Then they came within a yard of winning in the Super Bowl They've had the same head coach leading all the way That's one of many reasons that I'm loving how they play They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee Titans. They'll keep on fighting all the way. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans all the way.